This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. This is The Agenda. I am Dan Austin. This is Christian Walsh and we are from Liverpool.com. We're here with a brand new, big, shiny desk um, and a fancy set to talk about Felipe Coutinho again, Christian, because apparently people can't get enough of talking about a footballer that Jürgen Klopp has said is definitely not coming to Liverpool. Um, we wrote a piece yesterday in collaboration uh, with Dan Morgan as well, where we talked about whether Liverpool should be in for them because it seems like basically Barcelona are touting them to anybody who could have any possible interest on a loan deal that will cost something like £30 million for two years. I think that Liverpool shouldn't be interested in him. You seem to think that Liverpool should. Why are we still talking about Felipe Coutinho? We're still talking about Felipe Coutinho because I think we're a little bit like the jilted lover. And we've seen that the uh, that, that our partner has, has fallen on hard times and we feel like that we can remould them, reshape them and bring them back into our lives. I feel like... There is a space in the squad for Philip Coutinho with the right deal. That that will caveat that. I, I, I would not look to bring him back for a ridiculous amount of money. I wouldn't even look to bring him back for a ridiculous loan fee. Bear in mind, Barcelona still owe Liverpool money for Philip Coutinho. So, for me, Liverpool have a couple of holes in the squad that they still need to fill. And if it was on a short-term loan deal, i.e. one year, no obligation to buy, and it was sort of accepted with everybody that Casino was coming. He wouldn't be first choice, but he'd be a squad member. He'd be brought on. He, he, he can he can play against, you know, I wouldn't start him in the Champions League final. That, that's not where I'm at with him. But where I am at with him is that Liverpool needs some more good attacking players. And I think Philip Casino has proven at Liverpool that he is a good attacking player. He is a good good attacking player and I fully agree that Liverpool have got a hole in the squad for a player who can play across the front three three positions and preferably um, as the most advanced of a midfield three option as well. Um, Why don't we just get one that fits our style though? Because when he was here, Klopp didn't really fancy him. He let him go in the middle of a season quite happily and then Liverpool's midfield became a lot more functional. The front three started scoring more goals because people keep telling me that the reason Liverpool were better after Coutinho left was that they signed Alisson Becker and Van Dijk. Yeah, brilliant. That's why Liverpool defend better. Liverpool score more goals though as well. Liverpool attack more coherently. They've got a front three that's got proper rhythm with it now. They've got a midfield whose job it is to get the ball to those front three and then they put it in the net. Liverpool aren't interested in signing Bruno Fernandes. They're not interested in signing Christian Eriksen because the manager doesn't want a player like that. The system doesn't use one. So I don't understand why people are desperate for us to sign a player who doesn't fit the system. Fair enough if you want an attacker. I really want an attacker as well. I'd ideally like one that's right-footed and plays on the left. But Coutinho, for me, doesn't suit the way Liverpool play. He's going to carry the ball an awful lot. He's going to dribble. He's going to shoot from distance. Every single year that Jürgen Klopp's been here, shooting from distance has reduced by a massive rate. About 50% of Liverpool's shots were long shots, i.e. shots from outside the area when he joins. It's now just under 30%, I think. That's clearly a tactic. He doesn't want Liverpool to shoot from distance. So for me, Felipe Coutinho under Jürgen Klopp in this Liverpool team right now doesn't make sense. It's just a little bit about compromise for me. It's just about Liverpool don't compromise normally, and and that's right because if when Liverpool didn't get Virgil Van Dijk in the summer of 2017, they could have easily gone out and got Johnny Evans for 40 million. They could have easily gone out and got Kaladu Koulibaly for for 70, 80 million. Mm-hmm. Who's to be fair, not a bad defender either. But they didn't. They both they bided the time, and they decided to go for Van Dijk in January. What 
the problem is at the moment for me is that Liverpool don't have enough in reserve. You've got Origi, who I think is better centrally. You've got Brewster, who's played maybe two under-23s games as a left left-sided midfielder. Because I'm like you, that's the one position I think mm. Liverpool desperately need because... You, you you cannot run Sadio Mane into the ground. You can't have him play 60 games this season. So who comes in when he doesn't play? You're looking at Origi. You're looking at Brewster. Jürgen tried over the summer. Wijnaldum there it didn't really work. And Wijnaldum, we all know, was a better as a midfielder. He tried Oxlade-Chamberlain on the right. He could possibly do it on the left, but I think that completely prohibits what Oxlade-Chamberlain is good at as well. Is there anyone else I'm missing? Is there is there anyone Shakiri, but, but he doesn't really play. Mm. That's my big problem. And this is the, when people talk about Pepe and and someone like Zayat, for example. I know he's played on the left a little bit, but Liverpool have got Salah. They've got Shakiri. They did have Wilson as well. They've also got Harvey Elliott, who is too young to, to consider at the moment as a first teamer. Although we will be trained with the first team squad, but. He's still too young to, to think about that. But in general, on that side, they're, they're pretty well set. You could also bring Firmino onto the left, of course, but then you're taking him away from his most productive position. So Liverpool have got a situation at the minute where they're pretty much playing Sadio Mane for 60 games a season. And if yep. you don't, there's a significant drop-off. The compromise comes here that Coutinho, it's not a case of Coutinho now and nobody in the future. You get Coutinho for a year, for example, and I know this is fantasy football, you get Coutinho for a year and then you look at Timo Werner on a free next summer. You look at, I don't know who who else is out there who who fits this mould. But there are other footballers that the club should be aware of. Yeah, of course, and they're far more analytical than than Mm -hmm. me. What I would say about this is... You've also got to put your trust in the process and the trust in Klopp and Edwards. So if they've decided that Coutinho isn't the right guy for Liverpool, even if it's on a one-year loan, at whatever terms are being offered, then that should also be fair enough. I think you can question them. I don't think there's any problem with that. I think we need to debate. We need, we wouldn't have a, a show if we weren't talking about it. But I also think that there's probably enough credit in the bank there for as much as I'm having a little a little meltdown and as much as a lot of people are having a bigger meltdown about it <laughs> I, I, I do feel like Klopp and Edwards have got enough credit in the bank over the past two three years to say okay so they're not going for Coutinho there's probably some good reasons why I think you've you've you know articulated them pretty well but let's just see what, what the next step is I, I, I feel next summer is, is a real big one for Liverpool I think the only reason that people are especially arsed now is because yesterday at various points, the internet is telling us he's nailed on to go to three different English clubs. So there was Manchester United a little bit, mm-hmm. then the Ericsson things comes about and it's Tottenham. At one stage, he was also definitely an Arsenal player. I think the fact that, that people resent the idea of him going and playing for any of those three is 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 almost what's driving a lot of this, to just sort of rather he was in our squad and not necessarily getting a start then he goes and plays for Arsenal and, and scores a free kick near the beginning of the season and then everyone has a kick-off again. But Felipe Coutinho going and playing for any of those teams doesn't make them better than us. It's going back it's, to my analogy. It's the ex-analogy. Yeah, You definitely don't want to see your ex with one of your, exactly. one of your and, and I hated get that, rivals. I get that a player that you loved going somewhere else would hate. But it doesn't suddenly mean that Arsenal are better than Liverpool if he goes there. It doesn't mean that Manchester oh, no. United are better than Liverpool. And people seem to have got in this weird meltdown where... Liverpool's entire season to them feels predicated on where Felipe Coutinho goes. Not the fact that Liverpool have just won a European Cup 
and have just competed in a match with Manchester City where they were strongly the better team in the second half and that's their rival for this season, not United and not Arsenal. It seems entirely predicated on what Liverpool do in the next two days and as I say, I would really like them to buy a four because I think they need one. If there's an injury to any of those front three, then we're looking really light. But why people seem to be hanging the hat and all of their hopes on Felipe Coutinho, especially when the manager has literally said he's not coming here, I, I really don't understand. I feel like with United and Arsenal, I feel like there is an emotional part of that, especially with United. Because you think about one of his greatest ever moments in Liverpool shirt, it was Old Trafford when he yep. dances around everybody and then thinks it past the hair. Um, what I would say about maybe Tottenham is that it feels like they're having the type of summer which Liverpool had last season, where they're really going all out. They're going out for Dybala, Coutinho and Dombele. They feel like transformative of silence to me. But do you think... Because they've been spoken about with Fernandez, Coutinho, Dybala. Do you not think it's basically one of them? And the only reason that they're buying one of them anyway is because Ericsson's going to leave. Quite, so it's not yeah. actually a, a considerable mm. improvement in that one regard. I'm not talking about Ndombele. I, I think but, I think they're all probably... I think Coutinho's best than Ericsson. I think Dybala's ceiling's probably higher than Ericsson's is now. Okay. He's a bit younger. I take your points on that. I also probably think that they need fullbacks. I think that, that that's yeah. that's something that they really need to get in the next the next forty eight hours. Um because they're going with Cal Walker pieces as the first choice right back and you know that doesn't feel right to mm-hmm. me for the club that's aspiring. You're right in the sense that Liverpool got ninety seven points last season. Now you can say there was a little bit of luck and circumstance of fortune in that a little bit, but ultimately the underlying numbers say that them and Manchester City were absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, the top two sides. And then there was a big, considerable gap to what was Chelsea, if mm-hmm. you go on, you know, the idea of uh, expect the points and that kind of thing. So you've got all of that, and that's fine. You would need Liverpool to drop considerably, and then you would need one of those teams below to improve considerably. It's not going to happen. For me, I'm going on record now, Liverpool and Manchester City will be the top two. Um, I think it's probably going to be City 1, Liverpool 2, but who knows? I do, but those will be the top two this season. I think the concern is just the next step. And basically, Liverpool had Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Tottenham um, at arm's length last year, more mm-hmm. than arm's length. It's just what happens if there's a slight regression and if there's a slight improvement. So it still wouldn't mean that... Tottenham go above Liverpool it still would mean Liverpool don't finish in the top four I had somebody tweet me yesterday and say I hope they enjoy the Europa League in 2020 which is absolute lunacy um, but you know providing there's absolutely no massive massive drop off and ultimately Liverpool haven't sold anybody they haven't sold anyone they're getting back Oxlade-Chamberlain and I know this is the whole rhetoric of new signs they're getting back mm-hmm. Oxlade-Chamberlain Case is hopefully going to have a full season Lalana's back. I know people roll their eyes on Lalana, but it is another midfielder who offers something a bit different to what the midfield can do. Um, hopefully, Gomez will be there for, for 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 the whole campaign as well. So, as long as there's not a massive drop off, Liverpool are going absolutely nowhere. I suppose the concern is, are other teams going to start getting towards them again? Well, I think as well as that, the concern is is well, how do you get past Manchester City mm. because they've got it in theory, get two more points. In, in hand on City compared to what they did last season because they came one point behind. Um, I, I, I get that. I get that people really want to win the league. I want to win the league more than anything. Um, I just don't think that by signing Felipe Coutinho for one year, say, and then getting someone else in the year after, that necessarily makes that any more likely than what it already is. I think there are ways to make it more likely than what it already is in the transfer market. But that one, to me, doesn't feel like on a regular basis, it helps Liverpool 
play well. I think it changes so much about the dynamic of the midfield. That's worked really well. Klopp last summer tried to buy an apple for Kia. And then when it became clear that wasn't going to happen, he didn't buy another player like that that sort of plays in central areas, looks to dribble with the ball. We spent a season without one and this somebody hasn't gone back in for one again. And I think it's because he's looked at how things have been since Coutinho left. He's looked at the fact that he didn't get Fakir and then the midfield was really good and enabled those front three an awful lot last season and has gone, I don't want to add that kind of player. Because I'm never, I'm not going to play him. It doesn't fit into the way I want this midfield three to work and the front three. And I get that sometimes people think that it's a little bit disjointed and there's like a bit more cohesion between the two of them and more goals and more assists from the midfield. But it's working. We've got a way of pl- way of playing, and it got us our biggest points total ever and won us a European Cup. So I'd like us to add more players to fit that way of playing, rather than just bringing someone in who we used to love and was really good. Don't get me wrong, but we'd be bringing in bringing him in and going. Right, and where, where do we play him? Do we have to change our formation just so we can play him? Do we have to take one of our really good front three out just so we can play him? That to me doesn't make sense. Someone who can play across the front three if there's an injury, can play down the middle, can play off the left as a priority, who comes in is probably on an upward curve in the career rather than having failed quite spectacularly for the past 18 months and is younger than Coutinho as well and costs a lot less money. T- to me, feels like it makes much more sense and is a bit of a no-brainer as well. I do think it's really, really strange that the club seemingly hasn't looked at that kind of play because we don't expect them to buy anyone significant in the next or they have 24 looked, hours. Or they have looked and haven't identified, but given yeah, the scouting structure, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy to think mm-hmm. that there's nobody around like that. Mm-hmm. You think of someone like Timo Werner, but is he off to Bayern? Ryan Fraser. <laughs> We've done an awful <laughs> lot on Ryan Fraser on this show. and I'm... I'm I'm there for it. If you want to spend a hundred million quid on tomorrow, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'll go along with that. Just just to see somebody leading at Melwood, to be honest. It'll be one of the last ones as well, won't it? The Melwood lean next summer. It will. Be the Kirby lean. Who was the last ones to do the Melwood lean? Adrian at the minute. That's, that's, that's a real, legacy. That's real a real anti-climax, isn't it? I'm, Second choice keeper. I'm seeing on Twitter people saying... Liverpool have put the cover photo on Swiss and there's Adrian. They must be throwing people off the scent and there's a big <laughs> sign and coming. It's just like, no, the, 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 you know, Adrian's come and, and let's celebrate the fact that Adrian's come. There's no ulterior motive. It's just, there it is. You know, it's, it, it, it's fine. There you go. That's all that we've got time for for now. Anyway, let us know in the comments below what you think, whether Liverpool should bring Coutinho back, whether it should be another forward, or if you're just happy with the squad as it is and wouldn't do anything for now, though, thank you very much for watching. Make sure to subscribe and press the notification bell. And also check out liverpool.com. We've got some really good writing on there and there's going to be more on deadline day tomorrow. But for now, thank you for watching. All the best. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.